0: Hello and welcome back to Equity, the TechCrunch podcast where we unpack the numbers and the nuance behind the headlines. This is our Monday show where we take a look at the week that is ahead of us and this week is Startup Heavy. We're gonna talk about startups pretty much the entire show today after we go through the markets. So let's get right into that. Don't forget, it is March the 28th. This is Alex, this is Equity and let's go. All right, kicking off with markets this morning. Over in Asia, stocks are mixed. In Europe, stocks are higher. And taking a look at the domestic US market, well, in pre-market trading, stocks are up and down, but they were up the last time that I checked, so we're gonna go with that. The biggest news from the public markets is that Tesla has some plans. Pulling from an SEC filing, here is what you need to know. The company has requested shareholder approval for its upcoming 2022 annual meeting for an increase in the number of authorized shares of common stock in order to enable a stock split of the company's common stock in the form of a stock dividend. All right, fair enough. Well, investors love this. Shares of Tesla are up 6% in pre-market trading, and the company is worth about $1,000 per share, so a split does make some sense. And we have seen recently Amazon announce a 20-for-1 stock split along with a $10 billion stock buyback, so obviously megatech companies are thinking about their share price and what needs to change. Now, it is also a very good morning for crypto. If you own digital assets, you are having a good day. Bitcoin is up 6% in the last 24 hours and eh, 14 to 15% in the last seven days. Not a Bitcoin fan, more of a Web3 kid? Well, ETH is up just about the same both in 24 hours and the last week. So congratulations, you now have more money. I know, it's a super flawed metric, but I do keep tabs on overall crypto market cap because, well, it's a big round number. And that big round number is over a big round number, aka the $2 trillion mark. Something to keep in mind, it appears we are back in a slightly more crypto risk on moment. That's gonna come up in just a second. All right, we're going to start this morning with crypto governance and what it means for startups. Now, the leading story, really over the weekend, was from the Financial Times. But first, we have to go back a little bit to talk about why this matters. It's true that the world of crypto, Web3, or the blockchain economy is a little different from the business landscape that came before it. DAOs, or decentralized autonomous organizations, are a potentially interesting example of this, just to pick one. But there are some elements of the startup side of things that are actually incredibly normal in the world of crypto. The FT reported over the weekend, for example, that it's become normal for crypto startups to not award their investors board seats, essentially a maximally founder-friendly setup in which a company raises capital and then ignores the source of that capital. We've seen some of this in the non-crypto startup world in the last couple of years, with Tiger moving fast to deploy cash and not taking board seats. That strategy, however, has already come to a conclusion, I want to say, with the group working to invest earlier now instead of at the growth stage as they did before. For crypto startups, which seem to be able to raise money more quickly than nearly any other startup niche, the lack of board seats taken by investors will either wind up looking prescient or unforgivably lax. So why take the risk then if you are an investor? Well, because if you raised a bunch of money to invest in crypto startups, you need to invest all that money into crypto startups. And that means more or less winning deals. And how do you win deals? Well, you cut back on your demand so that your money looks better than someone else's money. The dollar is the most fungible thing in the world, I suppose, which makes it great for buying things, but not as good as an investor differentiation mechanism because everyone has the same currency. Anywho, with far less guidance, even at the earlier stages, the crypto startup game is making a huge bet on itself that it has all this stuff figured out and that investors are icky and traditional governance is bad. Are they right? Well, we will find out. Now, before we get into the main startup news of the morning, a funding round caught my eye. Kate Park for TechWrench wrote about a company called Zepto, an Australian real-time merchant payments platform, in her words. The company just raised 8 And it sounds a bit like cash app for corporations with Park writing that, quote, the instant payment platform lets merchants make, manage, and receive secure payments by connecting directly from a payer's bank to a merchant's bank. Hey, look at that. Kind of P2P, but for companies. Cool. Now, why do we care about yet another fintech raising yet another eight-figure round? There are what feels like a handful of these every day of the week. Well, the following line from our reporting made me sit back for a moment. and I'm going to quote Kate again. The Series A funding comes after its 10x year over year revenue growth throughout the four years since its launch in 2018. Now, yes, it's very easy to grow revenue quickly from a small base, valid. But 10xing four years in a row is impressive, no matter what the base number was. And the company expects to move about 50 billion AUD this year, which is not bad, which indicates that it has reached some scale. Now, all this sums to the point that the size of the fintech market really has become gigantic. I hadn't heard of Zepto before this. I didn't know its market was so large. I didn't know that there was this need for this particular product. And yet, yes to all those things. And that essentially goes to show just how much there is to keep tabs on. Whew, Zepto, all right, cool. Moving on, this is Y Combinator Demo Day week. Now, if you don't know what that means, let me help. Tuesday and Wednesday of this week, Y Combinator's latest batch, winter 2022, if I'm not mistaken, is going to make a lot of noise. Now, why should you care? Well, YC's batch size has scaled in recent years to fleet size, which means that it's harder than ever for a company to stand out, but that's not really the point. The goal of Demo Day for us not writing checks is to get another look at the companies coming out of A, leading accelerator, with cash and a lot of buzz. many startups in YC raised before demo day and some choose to not take part in demo day at all, but it's still a useful thing to watch if you care about what's coming or you want to get a kind of look at the psyche of founders because you're going to see an array of what's currently being thought of as the way to approach the market and how to build a company. Naturally, Y Combinator is not the only accelerator that we care about. There's Techstars, Forum for Founders, 500 Startups, and a lot of other ones around the world. Now, TechCrunch is taking a more targeted approach to covering the day this year, or the, <laughs> the pair of days, if you will, and I think you're going to to thank us for our shift in approach. Now, what am I doing? Well, I'm watching the overall presentation to pull out favorites for TechCrunch Plus for both days, and it should be one hell of a show. So it's a lot. I know it's YC week. You got to hang with me. We're gonna get through this. Themes that I am looking for this week include how many startups are building using a DAO model, or really how few. How many startups are presenting with a focus on selling software via an API versus as SaaS, or again how few. And what level of disclosure of financial results do we get from the startups that are presenting? Are we getting more or less information than before? If more, it kind of speaks to confidence. If less, speaks to a lack thereof. Anyways, we're gonna be talking a lot this week. There's a lot to go over. Strap in. Get your reading glasses. Let's do demo day week. Closing out on what turned to be a very startup focused show, a note on startup pricing. Not that I really have a dog in the fight about the value of early stage startups, but one thing I have heard from folks who make their daily bread cutting checks to founders is that while the middle and later stages of startup deal making are seeing a real correction in the last, I don't know, three, four months, the seed market is still absolutely bonkers. So why is that? My hypothesis, and I think this is at least partially correct, is that seed is the furthest possible round away from the public markets. The closer you get to going public, the more you are priced as if you are public, and the further you are, the less you are. Fair enough. Evidence of this? Well, there's a lot of folks talking on Twitter over the weekend about how YC companies are raising at a $20 million valuation. This from an accelerator that once gave founders 20 k for about 6% of their company. Oh my gosh, how times have changed. So who's wrong? Is it the early stage or later stage investors? If the early stage guys are right, the later stage investors are being stingy. If the later stage investors are correct, the early stage founders and their investors are drunk. We'll find out. And that is our show. Do not forget to follow Equity on Twitter where we tweet under the handle EquityPod. Hang out with us on the occasional Twitter space. We like to have a good time. You can also follow me on Twitter where I tweet under the handle Alex. We'll talk to you soon. It's YC Week. We might have an extra episode, but at a minimum, I'll see you Wednesday and I'll see you Friday. Bye.